that sound. There's a hustle, there was a rustle, and here's how to do it, this is Finance T with Paris K. Hey, 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 it's your girl Paris K, and today I am joined by the amazing JoJo. She is also known as being one of the best Charm City real estate agents and before we get into it I basically wanted her to give you guys a brief bio of who she is and what she does okay do I yes okay Okay. (laughs) all right perfect so um my name is Jojo Olasea I'm a real estate agent um I have a real estate team called Jojo Olasea and Associates And I also own a property management company, KMD Property Management. So what I do is I buy and sell real estate in Baltimore City, which is a little tricky because Baltimore City, um, you just have to know the city, Baltimore, to really understand the real estate. So I think that's why um, I like it so much. I mean, I also live in Baltimore City. I like it so much, and I think that's, I'm good at it because I have a passion for it. You know what I mean? So I have a passion to want to see the city do better. And I know this, the city will do better. Um, And I also think the city is doing much better than what the media says, but that's a whole nother topic. But the city will, (laughs) other things in the city that we all know is a problem and we know it needs to change. That change comes with people, good people being invested, you know, and home ownership makes you invested in your community. It really, really does. It makes you more invested in the school systems and everything. So I also, um, early on in my career, I got started because I started working with so many investors. So a lot of people knew me from working with investors um, and just being in these houses, you know, ugly houses being flipped and <laughs> so, um, that just happened by default, even though I do, I really love real estate investment and um, investment is a part of my portfolio as well. Getting into it so early on like that just happened. I don't even know how. So that is so what how I long do. have you been doing? How long have you been a real estate agent? I've been an agent for okay. three years. Um, I've been a full-time real estate agent all but six months of those three years. So after getting my license, I worked, um, and we call it being dual career, mm-hmm. a dual career agent. So I was a dual career agent for the first six months, and then I was like, I can't do this no more. I'm out, and I just made the leap and did real estate. Okay, okay. <laughs> and so in yeah. order to become a real estate agent, like what did somebody have to do? Um, so you'll have to definitely go take the course, 
the course is offered at community colleges. It's offered online. You can do what I did, which I took the class in the evening because like I said, I, I did have a nine to five and I have my daughter. So I took the class in the evening, I think three times a week for maybe six mm-hmm. weeks or so like a month and a half. Um, I did and I would drive like 30, 40 minutes, take the class and then I would go pick my, my daughter up from a friend. Once you complete the course, because you have to take a few tests and quizzes while you're in the while you're taking the um, the exam. I'm sorry, while you're taking the real estate mm-hmm. class, and then once you finish, you have to sit for the national exam and the state exam. So it's two parts. Um, everybody said the national was so hard, so I overstudied and passed the national with flying colors and failed the state exam by like two or three points the first time. And then I had to go back and do the state exam <laughs> again. So yeah, it's it's really easy. It's the the course, like I said, it can be up to six weeks. You can do it online, you can do it in person. It's really easy. It's the art of selling real estate after you've passed the exam and you get your license and you register with a board. And once you get your once you pass the board, then you have to affiliate with a broker. So you have to be with okay. a brokerage. You know, you're just not some independent agent running around here selling real estate. Absolutely not. You have you have to affiliate with a brokerage. And um, I'm huge on black businesses. So I've always been with a smaller, more boutique, or now I'm with a franchise, but it's, I've always had a black broker. And um, you affiliate with a broker and they're just a higher power. We're still independent right. contractors. No one tells you what to do. No one, you do what you want to do. However, they do govern uh, your transactions and make sure that you do your paperwork, that you're legal. Um, All the money goes to your broker and then your broker pays you out. So we're just not getting checks from clients and stuff like that. So there is a system in place and it needs to be. Right. You don't don't want Joe and the scammer taking your money. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You you know, you just have to. And um, so, like I said, once you finish the course and you pass your boards and you affiliate with a brokerage, that's when the real learning happens. Because now you have to learn how to sell real estate. Now you have to learn how to be a business owner. Now you have to also learn how to be um, a business person. I need to get up. I need to stick to my appointments. So that is the magic that a lot of people never learn and I think that's why some real estate agents are not successful because they just see us showing houses they don't see the back end right so like that, creating contracts that's a whole and everything topic. else so yeah you have to know how to create your contracts even though you know it is kind of like a they give us a template so we have a board of realtors they give us a template and we just have to fill in the blank but you have to know what all those words mean so that you can steer your client in the right direction so you don't get sued or your client doesn't get sued. Right. You know what I mean? And so when you yes. first got started, did you actually seek like help like from anybody else, like a mentor, or did you read books? Or you was just like, okay, since I did real estate before, I know like this is my niche. This is what I'm doing. No, I did all of the above. So I never did anything real estate related prior to this. I did something on the level of being an entrepreneur prior to getting my real estate license because I had a jewelry (laughs) business and I would make and sell jewelry at different pop-up shops. So I kind of had an idea of how to operate a business and how to kind of market a little bit. 
how to sell real estate. I had no clue. And I was at a broker, my first broker. I joined because somebody was like, oh, this is a great broker. You should join. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and it was black owned. And I was like, sure. And the broker was a great broker. He was a great <laughs> real estate agent. But he was, um, he was teaching old school methods that I thought I, that, that wasn't going to work for me. It just didn't even work for my style of the type of person I am. So early on, there was this guy, Anthony Blocker, at that brokerage. And he was like the top producing agent. Every month, you would just see his name. It's a top producing agent, and it was a plaque. And it would be his name, Anthony, Anthony, Anthony. And I was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be him one month. And then I was like, I'm not in competition. I'm about to beg that man to teach me. So I went to him. I called him. I was so nervous. I got his business card out of his office. And I was like, can you please help me? I'm a new agent. I don't know what I'm doing. And he was like, well, I'm at the office every day. Just come by. And I would leave my lunch. I would leave my job on my lunch break. And I would sit with him. And I have to find this notebook, but I would just write down everything he said, um, how to run a comp report, how to help your buyers, how you work with, how you do everything. I would just write it down step by step because that's just how my brain is, like step by step, like a recipe. And he told me everything. And then there was another lady at the brokerage. She was having an open house and someone promoted the open house. So I went to it and I was just like, hey, you know, I really want to be successful I really want to quit my job and she was like well I'll help you you know and you can sit with me and do my open houses so the first week I did the open house with her the second week she's like oh you're on your own I'm not coming and so I had to run these open houses every week by myself and that helped me talk to um buyers that helped me yeah I was I'm never a timid person I'm, I'm always I've always been an extrovert but now I'm talking about real estate, which I don't know what I'm talking about. So it forced me to learn. I would learn the house. I would turn on all the lights. I would set it up really nice. I love to entertain. So I would have juice and food and balloons. And it just taught me how to just market a listing. And I was not getting paid for any of this, by the way. But the residual effect is the career that I have now. So, you know, that same agent, she... Um, she taught me about real estate investment. So I would be with her and she would just pour into me. So that's how I learned real estate investment. That's how I learned about the investment world. So I had this top producing agent named Anthony that taught me how to work with buyers and sellers. And then I had this other agent who would always be number two in the mm-hmm. company. Sometimes she'd be number one, just depends. But she would always, she taught me real estate investment and the world of investment. And so I had that I had that duality in my career very early on. And I'm so thankful for that because had it not been for those two, I, I really, I don't know. It would it would have just taken me longer to find right. my footing. I'll say that, you know? So, yeah. And then books. I didn't read books about real estate because I had Anthony and the other lady. I read books about personal development okay. and growth and yeah, and I'm, I still read those type of books, and I listen to podcasts and things like that. So I would always do personal development because I knew, you know, once upon a time, I was off the hook. I was like, I can't live like this. <laughs> I have a child. I have a career. I have to get my life together. I cannot do this. I have to be stable. So, yeah, I did a lot of self-help books. So those health books, self-help books, those, like, help keep you on track. And, like, how do you pretty much, like, stay motivated and, like, 
a bad month. I would say this month will probably be not a bad month, but you know, with everything that's going on right. with the virus and all, like, how do you stay positive in these times? It's so funny. So what really keeps me motivated what got me motivated in the beginning was I feel like the woman I am today, the woman that's talking to you that can sit on a podcast and talk about the business that she runs. I wanted that life so bad. So that holding that image and knowing that I can provide for my child, da, 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 that was what got me started. What keeps me motivated, honestly, Paris, is the vision of my higher self again, beyond this point. Beyond this point, the... Jojo 2.0, because I'm at Jojo 1.0 right now. It's levels jo- to this. Jojo 2.0, <laughs> it is levels. Girl, this is a journey. I This is not a destination. I don't know when I'm going to stop, but I know there are things I need to have before I stop. But what keeps me motiv- motivated is like, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire. Why can't a little black girl from Baltimore be a millionaire. You know, I got this funny accent. I'm from this weird city. Why can't I get my money and provide for my um, family and everything? So that keeps me motivated, honestly, because I know like you have to get up. Would your higher self, would the millionaire JoJo, would she not call this client back? Would she sleep in, da 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 da, all those type of things. And like, as far as a bad month in real estate, I think anybody in business And honestly, I think folks who have a nine to five career, they need to also start operating in their career as if it's their own business because it'll put things in a much, much better perspective. But saying all that to say, this month, March, January and February were slow for me because coming off the holidays, the weather was kind of weird. I think everybody was anticipating snow. Um, It just you know we have the leadership in America is just not really great right now so people don't know are we gonna have a recession everybody's been talking about a recession for for the pandemic so we've been yeah we've been putting ourselves in a like scary place for a long time so January February were slow for me um I think I closed like one deal each month I had buyers I had and listings are homes for sale where I represent the seller. So I had these houses on the market, five of them to be exact. I could not get an offer in the door. And then I had and I had buyers who were shopping, but just in limbo. And so that was making it like, okay, what what are we doing? Do you need to take a week off? Do you need to, you know, like what's happening? Um, and then again, the weather was weird, it's rainy, people are coming off the holidays. So, you know, whatever. Folks are waiting for their taxes, mm-hmm. so they're kind of waiting to get more money in their account. So it was already slow in the sense of, and this is what I've defined as slow. I set a goal to close five deals a month. Anything less is like, I gotta step it up for the next month. So I was closing one deal a month, January, February. Here we are in March. I closed three deals in March, but they were at the very end of the March, um, at the end of the month, literally yesterday, okay. Monday, and Tuesday. Back to back. What is that? It's like, so it's like back to back, but at the end of the month. So you got to think I'm getting paid mm-hmm. once in January, once in February, and in March, finally, I'm getting like a, a bigger paycheck. So my mind was already at a place like, okay. And I'm new in real estate. I'm only three years in, so I'm still learning the curve. Because like I said, everybody has to understand in business and even in your careers, 
there's ebb and flow. There's highs, there's lows. It's up and down. When it goes down, it will come up. You have to stay the course. You have to have a savings. You have to have um, consistency. You have to just, you got to go hard in those slower months. So January, February, I was really stepping it up, focusing on my team, getting them up and running, and then just holding on to the idea that, girl, it will come around. You know, God didn't give you this vision, this career for you to suffer hold steady and March we you know some closings are happening and then boom now we have the pandemic right now I think I have I have nine properties under contract I have two listings coming but there's a pandemic I have like five buyers that are pre-approved and it's a pandemic like what the hell they might shut down the city they might shut down they may stop real real estate I just don't know so it's like I just have to hold on to my goal I have to hold on to my faith which I've always held on to and then I just have to hold on to um things are going to come back around it's going to come back around the world is coming um and when it does I'm right there (laughs) I'm right there Paris like you ready to buy a house okay you ready to sell your house let's go (laughs) and also tightening up on my funds so you know I had the conversations with uh, my boyfriend and just myself you know just the self-talking talking to my boyfriend about what are we going to do because we're both self-employed what are we going to do in the case in the event that we right. really hit a recession a recession doesn't actually mean the housing market is going to be affected real estate is always right booming now. the housing market has only been yes the housing market has only been affected in two of the um the what well, i think 1991 recession and I'm going to pull it up so I can give you facts two of the most recent um recessions I guess in our like parents lifetime affected the housing market of course when the housing market crashed in 2008 but then again I think in 1991 other than that house is still boom investors are always buying and I'm an investor agent so you know just I feel like right just now got a whole tight. That's in. my thing, and tighten up on those funds. Too, okay? <laughs> it's like a stock market, <laughs> you know, like a stock market goes down, and yeah, you just gotta know that you have to be prepared. You have to be in it for the long run, the long haul, and just not take your money out. It's simply because the market has crashed. Exactly, like the the thing for me, and because in real estate, I. A part of my job, a huge part of my job, is navigating my clients <clears throat> through their emotions. Right. So I can't get emotional. I can't go crazy. I can't start losing my head because there's a pandemic outside and um, there may be a recession. I just, I got to keep moving, you know, like really unfazed. And that's, that's where I'm at. I, I am sympathetic to the fact that a lot of yeah. people are losing their jobs or could possibly lose their jobs so between me you and everybody listening to this podcast I don't feel comfortable with the sleazy marketing of um oh buy a house interest rates are low it's like no wait yes interest rates are very low they're like at an all-time low and it has been since January again this is election year so of course everything's going to be really good right now you know our president wants to be re-elected however do you have job security? Do you have a right. savings? Will you be able to purchase this home and still continue your life after you purchase the house in the event of a recession? Exactly. So 
I just more so want to be a, a resource for people, um, show people how I'm navigating through this pandemic and that. I see some agents promoting, buy now, it's business as usual. It is not business as usual because guess what? Three million Americans on Thursday, filed, uh, as of Thursday, filed unemployment. That is not business as usual. That's a big, that's, exactly. that's an issue. You know what I mean? So I agree. I'm a part of the essential businesses, so I still have to work, unfortunately, but I'm thankful to still have a job and still (laughs) have a paycheck, so, you know, I'm not going to cry over still, because there are plenty of people that are suffering right now, and I know you mentioned your um, JoJo and Associates, so what made you start JoJo and Associates? Um, what made me start that? So it, it's technically Jojo Olase and Associates. Everybody reads my last name off. I think it's so funny because <laughs> my last name is really my ex-husband's last name. I just kept it. You know, I'm on my oh Tina Turner-ish right now. I'm just keeping it because this is my stage name. But um, what, <laughs> what made me start the team was really I would have a lot of uh, younger, newer agents reach out to me for mentorship. And I would mentor them. And then I thought to myself, like, you know, maybe I should think about putting together a team. It could be leverage um, because I can't show all these houses. I can't take all the clients. I can't, I can't, I can't. Plus, I'm giving back, you know, to newer agents the same way my mentors gave back to me. That's why I would always take on mentees early on. Um, I think just leverage and wanting to be able to make a bigger impact in the real estate market. I couldn't do it by myself. None of the agents that I look up to that are still thriving are solo agents. And I pride myself on being a solo agent. But And I look now, and I mean, I, I did good on my own, <clears throat> but to go to the next level, I needed, I needed right. a team. And um, I'm so super thankful that I started it because I never, I didn't realize... I know I'm an introvert, but I didn't realize how much I like people. Like, I like people. I like talking to people. I like, like, having someone to, like, bounce ideas off of. I like laughing at them and, like, learning different things. You know what I mean? And when we go to an event, it's like, people be like, damn, who are those girls? It's like, (laughs) you know who we We are. You know who we are. We here. Like, we will, I mean, if we come through a door... There's no, no, like, it's not a stunt because it's not just me. It's just the energy. Like, we, it will be the five of us. My sister is one of our honorary members, so she says. So my sister always comes, and it might be, like, one of my other girlfriends, because we all know each other. You know, at this point, we all know each other. When we come in, it'll just be us dancing together, laughing, talking, singing, taking pictures. It's like, who is that mob of women? We are real estate agents, honey. We're wives. We're mothers. We're listen yeah everything and we in here (laughs) so it's such a good feeling I really appreciate them and we we're here just to like take over and dominate Baltimore real estate it's just that honestly I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it it's just okay I see (laughs) y'all all this black girl magic I was like look at them with their photo shoot like yes y'all better show up and show out (laughs) yes and that team it's it's really by design to have a team of five black women we are mothers we we call ourselves the mommy tribe we are mothers we are um 
and we're passionate. We're all passionate about Baltimore. All but one of us is from Baltimore. Um, she, one of the girls, Chantel. Chantel's from uh, Howard County. The other four of us, me, Erica, Robin, and Sunny, we're all from Baltimore City, and we are passionate. Um, Chantel and I still live in the city. The other girls kind of are on, in like mm-hmm. the surrounding counties, which is even better. You know what I mean? Because then we're kind of spread out. So we can really serve as Baltimore metro area. And it, it's by design. It's by design that you see five black women. Not just women, but five exactly. black women. And and I'm never going to... I had somebody say, oh, you know, it'd be it'd be nice to have a guy and a girl, you know, bring on a guy and maybe a white girl. And I was like, why would that be nice? Why isn't it nice right here, right now? Anybody is welcome to join our team, but the ones that I handpicked and I handpicked all my team members, I, I went after them. Like, I right. need you on my team. What do you need from me? When I handpicked, I handpicked for a reason because I wanted to shine with my sisters. Like that, that's huge with me. Well, yeah. knows I know that. <laughs> And first of all, that's very rare because, you know, when people think of black women, they think of cattiness, they think of fights, they think of a loving hip hop scene. Um, (laughs) Mm -mm, And especially working in the industry. Like, I remember one time I worked at a credit union and this credit union, the whole staff was women. And people were always like, oh, my God, how you work there? And I'm like. You know, honestly, those are like my sisters. Like, they get me together. Like, I come in yep. there and my hair looking raggedy. Like, oh my God, girl, like, what's going on with you? We care about each other. We protect each other. Exactly. And we make sure that, you know, all of us are going to excel in our business. So that's what I see with you and your business and what you guys are doing. So yep. I, I'm over here and I'm like, oh, I mm-hmm. applaud them. Because <laughs> real estate is not easy. Yeah, and that is just... Real estate is not easy. Real estate is not at all. And all of us, all real estate agents, we make it look so easy on Instagram. And it's not, you know, nobody really shows the days when you're sitting in a corner trying to hold your deals together because guess what? You got to get all your bills paid and you got to do this and you got to do that and you got to manage your clients' emotions and egos, first of all, egos, oh my gosh. Real estate can bring out the worst in people because it's such a large financial transaction that you never know. You never know if you want to really jump in there or really jump out. Because I know, like, for me, when I was purchasing my house, I definitely was like, okay, I don't want to do it anymore. Like, I got all the way to almost to the finish line. I'm like, no, something about this just isn't right. I'm not going to do it. So (laughs) I completely understand. And I feel like real estate agents have to hold your hand they're almost like your therapist <laughs> your confidant like we are, we are therapists you the way you felt Paris is I had a girl up until maybe a day before closing she was like I'm, I'm just not even gonna live in the house I'm just gonna rent it out I mean I don't want to live here and I'm like what what this is a great and I was so why and then I talked to her mom and her mother broke down and just told me the story. You know, my husband passed away. And when he passed away, and it was kind of like sudden, when he passed away, I held my kids so close to me. We lived together. Um, and the mom says, I have rental properties, you know, and they could have moved into one of my rental properties, but I held my children so close to me. She was so smart. She took insurance money that her husband left 
for the family and she bought rental properties and of course she works and things like that and she just it it, the bigger problem was that she felt guilty and bad for it's okay to move out but she didn't want to move on the other side of town because she was too far away from her mother and they had been so dependent on each other since her dad passed away I mean you can't even knock somebody for that you know what I mean that's that's just an that's just the result of what happened but they have such a beautiful relationship as mother and daughter that I always admire them like I I always keep in I keep in touch with all of my clients but I always this girl was she's just so sweet and I just you know I check in on her because I know she's on the other side of town but it's a lot of emotion you really are a therapist and I'm nosy anyway (laughs) and I like hearing people's business I do I like hearing people's business and I like hearing their stories and I'm an empath so I always want to help and talk to people so I'm like oh really your husband died when oh my god and now here we both stand in Starbucks crying like what am I doing and you know it's just and I think that my clients know that it's genuine so they they love it they want to tell me all their business and I want to listen I agree (laughs) you have one of those personalities that you just I don't know. I just want to tell you everything. And when I'm with you, I feel, you know, comfortable or when I'm talking to you or, you know, sometimes when you speak to people, you feel like, I don't want to ask this question because I feel ignorant in asking this question, but you never make anyone feel like their question is ignorant or like, okay, like, why would you even ask me something like that? Because that makes you stand on the fence with somebody. And then it's like, mm, I don't want to work with right. you because at the end of the day, like I need to feel comfortable right. asking you all these questions because when purchasing a house, you'll be asking all the questions, especially when those contracts start coming to you. You don't know what the terminology Girl, is on those what? contracts. So you got to call <laughs> nope. your real estate agent so they can educate you on what this says. And then it's like so many pages, like who's really sitting there reading all these pages? Seriously. <laughs> and it is a lot. It is a lot. And I teach my team early on to go through the contract, read the contract at least once a week. That way, when your client asks you a question, you're not like, uh, you know, you can answer it because they don't know. And guess what? They're not going to read it. They're not going to read it. They're not going to take the time to read it. And I almost don't blame them. It's like, right. this is too this much. Is a book. <laughs> but it is a book. A contract is about 54 pages when it's all said and done. Because it's the contract, which is just 12 pages, and then you have all the addendums. It, it can, yeah, it can be a lot. And I know my clients are overwhelmed. And so sometimes, what I started doing recently, I have, um, and I have to, I should send you one of these. It breaks the contract down mm-hmm. each paragraph. And it really was a study guide for, um, what am I saying? It was a study guide for agents. And I realized, like, this is something I could add in my buyer's handbook so that my buyers can understand each paragraph, what we're saying to you, what you're signing in each one of these paragraphs. So I started sending that out to them recently. And they're they're thankful because it's just a couple of sentences, sums up, yeah, and they get it now. But real estate is so much more than people, you don't, you will never understand it unless you're, like you, you bought a home, or um, you're working as a real estate professional in some capacity. If you don't, you'll never understand. That's why so many misconceptions. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you don't know until you have. I don't to know, know what. <laughs> exactly. And people just they. I don't know what. Then they come to me. They're like, "Well, my cousin bought a house, and he said I had to put twenty percent down." I'm like, "Why?" Well, he's an investor. He bought a house. And that's why. I'm like that's exactly why <laughs> he had to put twenty percent down because. He is an investor. You are a residential 
buyer, you've got to put three and a half percent down. And they're like, oh. (laughs) So it's so much. But it's good, though. It's fun. I love it. Do you have any, like, future plans outside of this that you plan on doing? Um, Outside of real estate, I'll always work in real estate, I think. Um, Outside of real estate, it's real estate related, but I'm just going to grow my investment portfolio. And... Um, I'll grow my investment portfolio so that I have residual income. I'm currently growing my property management portfolio so that I can have more steady income coming in. And uh, property management is kind of like a recession proof. So people need a place to stay and I have really good tenants. And as of right now, none of my tenants have been affected by the um, pandemic like uh, let me say their jobs have not been affected by the pandemic as of yet so I rent to teachers nurses professionals like everybody's a professional but like um, essential workers higher ups in their company you know so it's like you know they their companies need them they're not going anywhere you know what I mean so as of right now they have not been affected but so I think outside of being a real estate agent I'll grow my portfolio as a real estate investor um I even and I want a couple multi-units and I have the names of the buildings like I'm gonna name each one of my buildings and have a sign like I'm going all New York San Francisco San Francisco on y'all um and then I think other than that I'm toying with the idea of starting my own brokerage so I have a team I have a real estate team within my brokerage so I'm affiliated with a broker and I thought if my team is successful I'll just become a broker and I'll just open a brokerage and I mean I'm gonna get my broker's license that's a fact I've always wanted that but I never wanted to open a brokerage I never wanted to start a team either so exactly now um so I'm that's the next step we would probably I even have a name we would probably be and this is the first time I'm ever talking about it publicly because because but we would probably be um Jojo Olafi and Associates real mm-hmm. estate firm and I, I love that because I feel like it's a, it sounds like a law firm so you don't know what we do but guess what? <laughs> <laughs> we sell real estate <laughs> <laughs> and it just sounds fancy. So I think we would be Jojo Lafayette and Associates real estate firm. And I don't know. I can I can set for my broker's um, classes and mm-hmm. tests now that I've had my license for three years. So that is probably in my five-year goal. I'll, I'll hold the team for two years. And then maybe on the third year, we'll just open up a broker. Okay. We'll see. Look, speaking into existence and it becomes a reality. So, (laughs) yeah, because then you can sell the business. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I don't want to work for the rest of my life. I can sell the business. Um, I could do a franchise if I wanted to. That's more than I even feel like thinking about. But I could sell the business. I can sell my property management portfolio and just manage my own investments. So, that is the retirement plan sell everything, get my, my coins. And just live wherever there was a plane ticket that I felt was reasonably priced. Okay. Like, that's just how I, yeah, girl, that's always been the goal. I know, so. you the bougie are, I know. Yep. <laughs> I, I am. Yes, I am. So run these companies, buy more real estate, sell these companies, keep my real estate properties, and just 
live wherever the world like toss me I'm, I'm like a gypsy in my heart so I wanna mm-hmm. look yeah. I wanna have that type of lifestyle but you know I can't live that life right now I just can't live that life but I love your mindset I love your mindset. I love (laughs) like your other streams of income, like property management, also helping the girls, mentoring them. Like those are goals because let me tell you, being a business owner is very hard and just staying determined and motivated is it's hard in itself. Um it is you know what, Paris, I think it is when you're not fully invested Mm -hmm. though. You know? I think the idea because it, it, it can be hard don't get me wrong um my boyfriend's self-employed I see it in his field and he's also an investor so I see it with him sometimes it's annoying you know it's like oh this is stressful but we never say oh I could just get a job that ain't that never ever comes out of our mouths but I think that it's harder for folks when they're not fully invested in what they're doing if you don't have a passion right. for it you're not gonna do it when you're just trying to get at some money you're never going to give your all. You're not going to be a, bus- a great employee. You're not going to be a great business owner because the, you realize sometimes you've done more work than this paycheck. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, so and even at work, you're like, oh, I've been busting my, you know what? I don't even know if I can curse. Here, so it's really <laughs> hard for me to not curse. But um, <laughs> you're like, you know, I'm busting my tail and um. I just got, let's say your paycheck is $1,400 after right. two weeks, $1,500. Well, your mortgage is $1,400. It's like, what? what is that? You know what I mean? So it's like, if you don't have a passion, you're not fully invested, You're. it's going to be hard. And that so many people reach out to me. Now, prior to this pandemic, everybody was reaching out to me. How do I become an agent? How do I become an agent? And now the world has told them that real estate is suffering. One, it is not. We are not suffering in real estate right now. Will we? I don't know. But right now, we're not. We're not suffering. Now, nobody is reaching out to me about becoming a real estate agent. <laughs> so I'm like, hello, where y'all at? Like, what? <laughs> now. But that's because they see us on Instagram, closing houses. You you know, you see a lot of agents are really flashy. Um, they, you know, they got all the name brands. They're decked out, whatever, whatever. And it, it's just like, oh, my gosh, she's rich. First, I'm not rich. I have to pay a lot of taxes. And I have a lot of expenses too. I do have a good life, but I'm also, I'm happy because I love what I'm doing. Like real estate changed my life, you know? Like I went from barely being able to make ends meet to being able to like have a savings account and rebuild my credit and everything based off of real estate. So it changed my life and the life that I can provide for my child. But I'm also very passionate about it. So trust me, you, you, that's what I think is so hard for people. They want it because it seems like everybody's doing it. But it just may not resonate with them, so it's like just, just stop. If it's not, if it doesn't, that's but that's, and I'm sure you see it. That's why I, uh, I really admire you Thank because you. I think there was a post you made long time ago about like your situation prior to entering oh real estate, and from there I was just like, oh my god, like that story is very moving because a lot of times people don't talk about like what they've been through to get to the place that they're at currently and I think that's really like that makes you connect with somebody on a different level and that makes you want to support their business and make you want to be like okay I really want to work with this person like they've been through the same type of struggles I've been through so exactly and even 
even now, like with me trying to get like finance to, to the next level, I understand what you're saying about being passionate because I am passionate about like helping yep. people and getting them educated um, about creating string, streams of income. But at the same instance, in the same token, I have a job. <laughs> so I have a full-time job and I tell people I'm not hungry. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm okay right now. And the problem is I'm not hungry. Right. Like I need to be, I need to be starving off my plate and I'm not starving. So it's not making me put, you know, put myself right. out there and do the things that I need to do to get my brain to where it needs exactly. to be. So if you don't have that mindset, then you're definitely never going to get anywhere with your brain. You're going to start and then you're exactly. not going to You're going to start and never finish. Exactly. And so, I don't think you have to be at a place where you're starving in the sense of you're, you're, you're poor, you're struggling. Poor is a word that I never use, by the way. I never use poor and I never use broke. That's just insane to me. I hate those words. Um, and that, that broke word is something that we toss in our community. We toss that around like it's a good thing almost. You know, it's, it's that horrible. I never use those words. But you don't have to be in those poor, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see me, poor or broke mentalities or spaces in order for you to be very, very passionate. I feel like a nine to five should be used again as leverage. Leverage that nine to five. Yes. Now you know you have residual, you know you have money coming in, good money. You can start to do different things. You can buy more courses. You can put money into your marketing, into your branding. You can buy more stock to be able to teach people. You have to want to do it wholeheartedly. And honestly, Paris, that is what sets me apart from maybe half the agents that are in the business or gotten into the business because I'm still very new you know I, I gotta be humble I'm I still mm -hmm. consider myself a rookie I sold a, a lot of houses in three years but I've still been in the game for three years you know and as much as I don't want to see a recession a recession will show you the strong from the weak and I'm determined to last so once you get that like unwavering faith it, it, and I knew, I knew, I was like, I gotta quit my job because I know I can do this. I knew it. I knew I could do it. I, and I, I think people around me knew I could do it too because I knew I could do it. You know what I mean? So everybody was like, right. quit, quit, quit. You know, it was like, girl, you don't like them anyway. Quit that job. So, <laughs> so it's just like, and even with you and Finance T, if that is your passion to teach black women how to, or women, uh, okay, I don't want to be that person. I'll say women, like, okay. No, no, you know me. But, um, if, <laughs> if that's your passion, just start to live in that, you know? Like, oh guys, this is what I did. Like I see a lot of people, um, it's just one girl, I'll shout her out because she's a resource. Um, Houston Homes on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yes, she I just talks her. about what she is doing. And from that, people are just all invested. And you can do the yeah. same thing. Yeah, I got a nine to five, but I took that money and I bought this and that and boom, 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 boom. And I bought these stocks and just talk about what you're doing. Before you know it, people are begging you to sell a course, sell a course. And I'll buy a course yeah. from a person like that before somebody who rolls over clicks on their computer and says buy this course and I'm like no I I, I know a, a couple girls selling courses and their lives are they 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 need to sit down on the couch and have some talks with a therapist but they also need money so they're selling courses to people who think they have a great life like eh, you know so right you can be anything you want to be on girl, social media that's a whole nother situation <laughs> I will talk about that <laughs> yes <laughs> I will and if you had any 
any advice to give to somebody that was considering real estate right now in this moment? I would say make it your passion. Um, You really need to make it your passion. Meaning, if you want to be a real estate agent, if you want to be an agent and you want to be successful, you need to spend the first year learning the art of the business because it's not a science. There's a science and they teach you that in the courts. Here's the laws. If you break them, you're going to jail. It's an art. Everybody has to bring their own special something to real estate, their real estate career in order to be successful. If you're a copycat, then you'll just get the leftovers that the original didn't take. You know what I mean? If you're original and you're right. passionate and you know your ish, because when it comes down to it, you can do what you want on social media. But if you got your client in a deal and you don't know how to navigate, they're not going to refer you. And our business is based off of referrals. I ate all 2019 because of referrals. Yes. And that's when I was like, oh my gosh, I got to do my whole, why am I paying these companies to send me leads? That's trash. All these deals I closed came from friends of clients and family members of clients. So they felt, they trust me and they, they felt like I was a good agent. So they referred me. And if you don't have that, you'll always be chasing a check and you, it just, it'll just be a hard life in real estate. Um, so I say go hard in your career and have passion. If you really, you find your thing, because if you think you're just going to show property and get a check, you're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> you're not you it will challenge you to grow beyond wherever you are right now so you'll be a real estate agent you'll be a business owner as well so you're showing houses but then you'll have to go home and do all your books and your taxes and all those type of things so that is my um advice and everybody wants to be a real estate agent and i'm like girl get ready until it's until it's time to be a real estate agent listen and the last question that I had the last question I need to ask this question earlier when you are a real estate agent how does how is a real estate agent like paid so um let's say you're under contract right now for a house um you're gonna get I just actually received my check from my um so let's let's break it down okay you're buying this house and I can give you better numbers right you're buying this house. Okay. I say the house is $200,000. You are the buyer. You have this house under contract. Your lender is going to send the money that you agreed to pay the seller for the house. Your lender is going to send that money over to the title company, right? And so you say, I'm going to pay this. I'm going to pay $200 for this house. Minus your down payment because that's money that you have to pay. So now your lender says, okay, we're going to pay $195,000. We're going to lend you this money. We're going to lend you $195,000 to buy the house. They send that money over. They wire it to the title company. The title company now sits with you. You sign all the documents, blah, 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 blah. And the title company disperses the checks. The title company will give a check to the seller for the money you agreed to pay. The title company will give a check to the seller's agent. They're actually giving it to our broker, but we're at the table. So, you know, we take the check. The title company will give a check to me for mm-hmm. my commission. I take that check because it's written out to my brokerage. It'll say, um, pay to the order of real, whatever it says. Realty One Group Excellence. I take that check to my broker. 
my broker processes the check and then he pays me out. So I never receive money from anybody. I legally cannot. I never receive money from anybody but my broker. And my broker takes his portion okay. and then I have the rest. And brokers cuts, it, it just depends. Every brokerage is different. Um, every right. broker is different. Some people do 50-50, some people do 70-30, some people do 80-20. Um, I take home more commission than that because that's the type of broker that I affiliated with. And that's also how I want my money set up. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> you you don't need that much money from me because these are my clients. I did all of this work. So give me all of my money. But that's how we get paid. <laughs> I would say title companies cut checks to our broker, our brokerage, and then our broker cut the check to us. No taxes are taken out of that check. So now we have to put money aside for our taxes and all of that. So you can get a $5,000 check and you got to pay, you got to replenish your account from whatever you put out and you got to do, it'd be a lot. It'd be a lot that you have to pay for in real estate. So that's why you got to hustle. You got to get you gotta have more coming in than that's going than going out. You know what I mean, right? And I think a common misconception with getting a real estate agent. I know a lot of people when they purchase new construction homes, they don't get real estate agents because they're like, oh, I'm not paying somebody to assist me with purchasing my house when they already have people here to assist me with purchasing my house. But they have to understand that they're <laughs> they're, they're their clients, so they're gonna make sure exactly. they get the best deal. They. So I have a property. I have a new construction property under contract right now. She closes on Tuesday. I love her, girl. I just have like a huge gift for her. I love her. We've known each other for a long time, but she has a new construction property. So when you say who pays the real estate agent, who pays the real estate agent? Typically, the buyer's agent is paid from monies that the seller is putting out for commission. So the seller says to the seller's agent, I'll pay 5% commission when you sell my house and then that agent says okay and then that agent puts the house on the market and he says I'll pay I'll split my commission I'll pay two and a half percent which is half of five to any buyer any real estate agent that brings a buyer to my property so when I go put it under contract the seller that money is coming from the seller's proceeds now some agents charge so we typically will make about two and a half percent from every transaction some agents charge three percent some sellers will pay five some sellers pay six percent and then the agents will split it three three fifty fifty and then somebody some agent says listen i charge three percent no matter what so the seller will pay 2.5 percent and hey buyer you're responsible for paying my other 0.5 percent and 0.5 percent the max you might see a buyer has to bring like 900 extra dollars to the table but these are things that they talk about up front um so buyers don't typically right. pay agent commission unless the agent and the agent and the buyer um they discuss that early on when it's new construction you can have a real estate agent because guess what you're still not paying the real estate agent the builders are paying the real estate agent and that's like with danielle um, right. my client she doesn't she doesn't mind me saying her name because like i said we know each other but <laughs> with danny danny has me <laughs> and she's like i know you and i know you're working for me so i'm i feel comfortable having you i can talk to you i can say um how i'm feeling i can ask questions because i feel like if i keep asking the builders 
questions, they're going to um, get annoyed with me or they're going to get tired of me, something like that. So I'm still her agent. She's not paying me directly. The builders are paying me. So the builders, they set how much they're going to pay agents. They say, oh, well, we'll pay you this or that because the builders do a lot more than we have to do, but I'm still there to read over the contracts. I'm in all the emails, answer all the questions, you know, because if you solely depend, right. you have to remember in new construction, the people in the office, the people, da, 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 they work for builders, they work for the company. So they, exactly. they um, are employees of the company. That doesn't mean they're going to move in a way that's unethical. It does not at all. It just means that they work for the builders. Their yeah, best interest is you them. need <laughs> to have somebody who you feel comfortable with who can help navigate you through the process. You know, and I mean, at the end of the day, I'm like your free mentor. Why? I never understood why people don't take an agent to new construction. I had a seller. He's like, oh, sell my condo. I'm going to go buy a new house. I was like, okay. Call me if you need me. I sold his condo. It was under contract in like four days, okay? And then one of his mentors was like, you mm-hmm. went over, you, you know, he's just like, who is your agent going to help you with the new house? He's like, no, the builders are. She was like, get that girl who put your house under contract in four days and take her with you. And he was like, at the end, he was like, oh my God, if you weren't here, Jojo, I don't know what I would have done. I'm like, it's just that simple. Right. You, because sometimes you get all these numbers thrown at you. And he and I, at this point, we knew each other. And I would just be like, can you give him a minute? You know, we would go outside. And I knew him. So I'd be like, call your mom, talk it over with your mom. Because he's a big, he's um, a youth pastor. So I'm like, talk it over with your mom, pray it, pray on it. Let's come back the next day. He's like, you, you how do you feel right. going up to the builders? Like, um, I want to call my mom and then I'm going to go home and pray. Like, <laughs> they would have been like, what? You know, like, what are you talking about? You want to pray? What? You know, but I know that's how he is. And I respect that. So I'm like, no, go call your mother. Like, he has a great relationship with his mom. I want my daughter to be like that, too. I ain't even gonna lie. And his mom would give sound advice. I I was like, yeah, your mom is really right. good. Just like your mom, Paris. You know how I, you know how I am about your mom. Like, ah, uh-huh, what did the mom say? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's like, go home, pray. You know, you make decisions after you feel like you got right with God. Don't, you know, so have an agent. It's free to you unless you and your agent have discussed something. And that's another thing. Discuss the terms. Hey, okay, I'm a buyer. What do I have right. to pay? Do I have to pay any of your commission? Ask questions. People do not ask questions there. They just like, you know, yeah, go into just, it blindly. Oh, girl. Assuming. The misconceptions surrounding real estate are it's unbelievable it's unbelievable I can't even stress it to you like just ask a professional just call a realtor and say hey I don't want you to solicit me but hey I have a couple questions you know what I mean just get some good advice so let me go ahead and give you your shameless (laughs) plug so if you guys are looking for a home in Baltimore definitely hit Jojo up she will help you she has a buyer, yes. a home buyer's book, which is, it has so much resource. It, it has like endless resources in it. Okay. It tells you about the whole process. Like this is like <laughs> a God book. Like I love it. It's a manual of home buying. I've never met a real estate agent that gives you like a handbook. <laughs> it's literally, <laughs> which is, which is it's literally a three ring binder too. <laughs> it's like, it's a presentation. Yes. You know where I got that idea from? 
following other business owners, not real estate agents. Because anybody that knows me in the real estate world, I don't follow agents because we're gonna be doing the same thing. And I'm not on your, I, I don't wanna ride your wave. Right. I follow business owners. And one of my favorites is my leak. And she had this whole, my taught you retreat. And she gave each one of the women these books with like her picture in the front with her bio. Girl, I went home and did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I taught and I taught my team to do yes, that same I love that thing. Book. Yeah. And anytime I meet like anybody if they're talking about buying in Baltimore, I'm like, <laughs> go to this page. No, matter of <laughs> fact, I'm going to text you yes. and I'm going to send you her profile so you'll have it. So there's no if, ands, or buts. <laughs> what was her name? No, I'm gonna send you the information so you'll have it. So you don't even have to text me back and be like, Paris, what was the person's name right. that you were speaking about? No. Exactly. You're going to have this Here information. And I okay. appreciate that. I really do. It's like I said, the referrals, you you can't, oh, girl, it, it's just like, I can't even tell deal I closed to date came from a referral. Like, oh, no, is it the, the guy kept calling me this little girl. Oh, this little girl, she sold my friend's house. She's really nice. He's an older guy, so he just kept calling me up. He thought I was like 20. This little girl sold my, she's so nice. You got to call her. Her friend called me. She's like, why he call you a little girl? You a grown one. I'm like, I don't know why. But guess what? He's never been, he's never been disrespectful, but he just he called me a little girl, apparently. He thought I was like 21. He's like, oh, she saw, that lady hired me to sell her house, and now I'm about, well, to help her buy a house. And now I'm about to help two of her friends buy houses. The referrals, you just, you cannot, it's gold. And I, I appreciate you so much for that because when I get paid, I take care of a little kid, okay? <laughs> so I am appreciative yeah. always. So if the viewers would like to get in contact with you go ahead and give us your instagram so your my website. instagram is jojo underscore giovanni that's j-o-j-o underscore g-i-o-b-a-n-n-i jojo giovanni and my what is you say web web address my website is real estate with yeah. jojo real estate with jojo.com super simple um, and then my email is jojo at realestatewithjojo.com. So if you have questions and you're like, I just want to know, just shoot it over via email. And that's me. And you can also schedule a buyer's consultation too. <laughs> and I'll put all this information in my podcast description so you guys can definitely link up with JoJo if you are looking yes, for property. in Maryland. Live in Maryland. Right there. Yes, okay, Baltimore, I'm Maryland. In the state of Maryland. <laughs> Baltimore is my specialty, but I'm licensed in Maryland. Real estate is my specialty. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, girl, for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank of you course. for doing the interview. Yay. It was a All righty, girl. So we will be in touch because, you know, I'm on your heels anyway. So. <laughs>